It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello, it is the Go Birds Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook Elliott Shore Parks. James Seltzer with you. It's the Parks Picks Pod. What up, E? So I got a I got a random question for you Ooh, off the top. Love a good. And random then we'll get question. right into it. So we don't have to. We see... could just do random questions. Yeah, they could be. Could be. <laughs> so uh, the Giants just continue to be a complete oh, mess. Oh, buddy, you, you see... talking about good old our buddy the Clapper, Jason Garrett? Yeah, Jason Garrett. Should I call him uh, Coach Garrett? I'm sorry, Jason. I Coach didn't. Garrett. I didn't mean to say Jason. Yeah. Don't get mad at me. You loser. God. Yeah. Can one organization just, employ more losers? Is it possible, or have the Giants got all of them? They're having such a bad training camp. It's unbelievable. So before we get into the Eagles, and I have some not good news to say off the top, just things could be worse. Just remember <laughs> that it, it could always be the Giants. Yeah. In two days, we've had uh, a dog pile. Uh, or, uh, you know, we've had a, a fight at training camp, like a, a massive team-wide fight with Daniel Jones ending up on the bottom of the pile, which led to Joe Judge talking about, I'm not kidding, being turned on by yeah. said fight. And now we got Jason Garrett pulling the call me coach card. It is an embarrassment up there. It is like I've never felt more confident about a last place prediction than the Giants being in last place this year. I feel like if this was a radio show, that clip right there of you yelling turned on super loud would be a great pull. <laughs> good thing it's not, Elliot. That's a very good point. Yes, I would probably amen. that would probably come back to bite me, as they say. Yes, yes I think yes, so. Yes, yes, but yeah, it's a mess up there, and I, I love to see it. It's beautiful to see. Uh, and Kenny beautiful Galladay to hurt too, right? Hamstring issue yeah. for a few weeks. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Not that we not have room going to well for them. Not that we have room to talk because you know Devontae and all that. So you know. Yeah, 
It's fine. Not great. It's fine. All right. Uh, let any more random questions? No, that's it. What's that your was, favorite uh, color? Just no, wanted no, to see if I you saw that. I was expecting something like, "What's your favorite color?" Or what's your, you no. know, no. Unfortunately, it was football related. Oh, it's disappointing. What is your favorite color? It's definitely blue. You're blue. I feel guy. like that's a bit of a basic answer, but I think it's. I used to really like lime green growing up for uh-huh. some reason, uh-huh. but blue, I would say. Green has always been my favorite color. Like my whole life, forever green. Obviously. Works pretty well with my football team, but yeah, I'm a green guy. Right. Yeah. Any particular shade? <laughs> just all of them, buddy. I'm just a green guy. I guess not just puke green. all of them? All not right. a big puke green guy. I, I like, uh, you know, I like Kelly green, obviously. I like, I like midnight. I like all the kind of dark green, light green. I guess if I had to choose, I'm more of like a standard green, you know, not necessarily light or dark, but like a green green. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't. I don't mess with the light green. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, buddy. All right, uh, I'll try and think of another random question for later. Um, let's get into the Eagles uh, camp. You've now seen what six, seven days of training camp at this point. Starting to get a real feel yes. for for what's going on down there. Uh, last couple of days since we've talked, what what is kind of your big takeaway right now from being down at camp? Yeah. So today was day eight, actually, Ooh, which is wild. Eighth wow, day I, of training I undersold camp. it. Uh, Jalen hurts today, 10 of 15, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And it's time to take another ride on the roller coaster. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. I, I, I don't think this is like roller coaster. I think this is big picture and we'll talk about how much it means and you know, that, that type of thing. But look, the first team offense has just not been good. They just haven't been like Jalen hurts. It's not his fault. I don't think he's been particularly bad. Uh, I don't think the receivers have been particularly bad. I don't think the, uh, the coverage has been bad. They just haven't been good as a unit overall, though. Like, and it's hard to really blame one particular unit, but every day they they don't move the ball consistently, right? They there's a lot of running plays, which I guess for training camp is a little tough to gauge off of, but they're just not consistently doing well in the passing game. And clearly, as the quarterback, right, Jalen Hurts deserves. I would, I guess, I would say the bulk of the blame for that. But it's concerning, in my opinion. I think the Eagles coaches in front office when they Look at the practice tape each day. My guess is they're saying the offense is not good enough. Well, that's flat not, out. Yeah, that's not ideal. And look, I do think that, you know, while you can't put it all on Jalen Hurts, we got to put a lot of it on Hurts, right? I mean, that's what, you know, you've done, made the same arguments against Carson. And again, this is training camp, you know, like they're not, it's not real football. And we've talked about guys, you know, certain guys, maybe when the pads go on, when it matters have that extra level that they're able to ratchet it up to and all that type of stuff. A gamer, so to speak. And Hertz does feel like a gamer. But, I mean, for for a long time, you know, that's been a criticism of Carson Wentz of yours. The idea of where, you know, it in the end, it all comes back on the quarterback. It's why you're a quarterback win-loss yep. guy. I mean, we've fought about that over the years and all that. So, like, not being there and not seeing, you know, it's a bunch of drops or it's this or that, I mean... Look, they are playing without getting hit, without real physical type stuff. And if the offense isn't able to move the ball, I mean, yeah, I think that has to be, at least on some level, an indictment of Jalen Hurts so far. Yeah, I think if Carson Wentz was having the training camp that Jalen Hurts is having, I would be killing him more. Now, I will say, you know, Wentz was a fifth-year starter. This is Jalen's first year as a starter in training camp. So I do think they deserve to be graded uh, on a different scale uh, for sure. And to your point— I think like 
if you want to try to look at why this could be without it just being like they're not good enough, I think two reasons would be, one, I do think the Eagles' defense is going to be good. Like, I think they're running a lot of multiple fronts. I think they have good cornerbacks. They have a good defensive line. Eric Wilson's having a good camp. He he stripped uh, the ball out of Miles Sanders' hands today. I think Anthony Harris has been good. So I think they have a good defense. So it could be that the Eagles' offense is just going up against a good defense. That's part of it. Second part of it, I do think it's harder to learn a new offense than it is to learn a new defense, right? Ultimately, at the end of the day, like, when you have Darius Slay and Steven Nelson, if they're just going to be in man coverage, like, that impacts it a lot. You don't really have to learn a new type of man coverage. And I think that the Eagles' offense is learning Nick Sirianni's offense, right? Like, Jalen's learning it, the receiver's learning it, all those things. So I think it's harder to, to put that all together. The other one is, and you touched on it, is I don't know if it's so much like Jalen Hurts is a gamer, although I believe that, but I do think Jalen Hurts' skill set is better for a game than it is for practice. Jalen's better. He Look, he can throw from the pocket for sure. Like he, I've seen him do it. He's not consistent yet, but I've seen him do it. But where he's also really good at is when the play breaks down, he can run for yards and all those things. And in practice, it doesn't look as good because you're like, oh, he would have been tackled or whatever. But there have been a lot of broken plays where he runs and it looks like he gets seven, eight, nine yards. Now in a game, that's a positive development, like getting nine yards on, on a running play, unless it's third and 10 or whatever, like that, that's a good outcome for a play. So I think in a game, they'll look better, but through eight practices, they've just not looked good. Yeah. I think those are all fair points and I agree with the vast majority of them. And I, I do think that the running point you made at the end is a really Pressure and important point because you're right. You don't see that skill set come out as much when they're not being pressured, when all that. But um, the point you made about it being his first training camp with the the ones and as a starter and all that, and I've made that point too, and I do think that's important to remember when evaluating Hurts. But the flip side of that that we really haven't talked about a lot, we've talked about it in other ways, but not specific to needing to produce, is that unlike let's say, you know, Carson Wentz when he came here or if the Eagles had, you know, drafted Justin Fields or or whatever, like Jalen Hurts doesn't have the same kind of cushion that that kind of guy would have, right? I mean, those guys come in and it's like, oh, it's just they're they're a rookie. It's their first training camp. Like, give them time. Give them time to develop. Jalen, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because I do think, like, it is is in a way unfair that Jalen Hurts wouldn't get the same type of developmental time that someone like that would, but – Unfortunately, that that feels like the position we're in. Where, as we've talked about many times, like Jalen Hurts has to prove it now. Like Jalen Hurts doesn't get afforded that same type of time to be able to like develop and learn and lean into the role and all that because of the situation they're in and because of what this team has been doing. And we'll get to Deshaun Watson last night, a up and down night in the Deshaun yes. Watson saga. We'll get we'll get to that. But I do think that because of the pressure of the Deshaun Watson thing, because of the clear lack of commitment from the Philadelphia Eagles to Jalen Hurts. Like, it's just a situation where as much as I think he deserves time to learn and to to be, get those first-team reps and to grow and develop, I don't know if he's going to get that time. You know what I mean? No, you're right. And what you said is true. Like, 
he does deserve it. I think all young players deserve a chance to develop. It's like kind of what I said about Michael Jaquette, right? Obviously on a much smaller scale, but I'm not going to kill Michael Jaquette because he had a bad game against a really good receiver as an undrafted rookie in his rookie year. Like, I'm just not. I think players, it takes time, right? It, it's hard for a special. I mean, Justin Jefferson's a special player. He came in and dominated right away. Not many players are Justin Jefferson. It takes time. So I do think Jalen Hurts is should be afforded that right. But you're right that he's not going to get it. He's just not. And it's it's not good because, you know, he's just not been that great. I don't think he's been bad. And and what I've said, I still think is true. Like, he's improved each day. And he had one of his best days passing uh, recently. But, like, they're just not resulting in much. Like, he, he's, he's making good throws and they're moving the ball somewhat. But they're just not getting it in the end zone very much. Like, so through eight practices, I have him with nine touchdown passes. That's just not a lot, especially when the fact that they've been doing a lot of red zone. And when you pull up, I was actually pulling up my old training camp stats from last year, and you look at Carson's first uh, eight practices, he had he had five the first day, then he had two. So that's seven, eight, nine, 13, 17, and then on day eight, he had seven. So he must have done a ton of red zone. But like he had 25 touchdown passes in his first eight practices. Jalen Hurts has nine. And the drills could be different. All those things could be true. But like... The, the 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 offense was moving better last year in training camp than it is now. And it's just going to take time, you know? And I know that I've been banging the drum of I think Hurts is going to be really good this year. I think the team's going to be better than expected. And I still believe that. I'm not writing that off. But maybe I, maybe I you know, this is the beginning parts of me being wrong and saying I oversold them. I don't know. But it's just not been an impressive first eight days showing from the offense. Uh-oh. Not great, Elliot. Not great. We needed you and as I, our... Our I man still think they're going to beat front. the Falcons week one. Like I'm not, I'm not throwing in the towel, but it, it's not, it's not looking good. It's just not. Okay. Well, that is not ideal. <laughs> that's not what we want to hear, but it is what, look, it's honest. And that's what, what I want. I want the honesty. I, I, want to. Saying, I, got, I, I got to tell the truth. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, um, you did say the defense has looked good. So in terms of that perspective, what has stood out that's made you feel so good about the defense so far? They're just shutting down the offense every day. <laughs> I guess would be would be the main thing that stands out. Um, look, Josh Sweat is having a really good camp. He looks like unblockable at times, especially against Andre Dillard. But he's been all over the place. He's actually batted down, I would say, two or three passes. He's made a few nice plays in the running game. Even though they can't tackle, you can see him kind of get in the backfield. Uh, there's been a few times where he's been basically right at the quarterback and has to pull up, but it was probably a sack. So he's looked really good. Um, I think the coverage has been pretty good. There haven't been a lot of like 50, 50 contested, contested, uh, passes by the, uh, offense that they're coming down with. The defense is winning the majority of those. Like I said, Eric Wilson has done a really nice job. He had a, a he stripped Miles Sanders of the ball today. Today is Thursday. Um, and that was, you know, really nice play. They do seem to be putting a ton of emphasis on going after the ball. Uh, Nick Sirianni actually said something I thought was interesting this week, he said it with Angelo. Um, he said that Jonathan Gannon keeps a chart of like ball disruption or something. And he said, look, you can you can't control how many interception attempts you get, but you can control how many for forced fumble attempts you get. And I think that's it's very simple, but I've never thought of it that way. And you can see that from the Eagles. I think they're gonna chart how often their players are going after the ball. And I think it's going to result in more turnovers. It's a clear emphasis, and you saw that with Miles Sanders. So the defense has just been more impressive than the offense. Yeah, I heard Sirianni say that too. I I also thought it was a fascinating 
I haven't heard a coach say that. And, it, and to your point, yeah. it just seems so simple, you know. Uh, so I really like that. And look, everything we've heard about the defense, what Jonathan Gannon wants to do, what he's doing out there, and really the talent that they've put together on the defense, I think I think it all should be something to be excited about. I agree with you. I think if you know, while while the the offense's struggles is certainly concerning to say the least, um, the defense's you know the positivity around the defense is is on the flip side something that we should be excited about. And you know, look, this has always been a defensive town. Like that's our bread and butter. That's what we love. So you know, it'd be fun to have a, a defense that flies around and makes plays and all that. And and maybe that could be something we see. And certainly from an attitude perspective, it really seems like it's going to be that kind of day. All right, I want to see if you have any other takeaways from training camp the last couple of days and get to Deshaun Watson. But first, let me remind everyone, download the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Elliot and I have been having just a blast at, at just all kinds of bets on all kinds of things. We've run the gamut. It's actually pretty funny that we've been obsessed with this app, betting basketball, betting soccer, betting baseball, I may or may not have just placed a future MVP bet on a particular player in this city right now. Yes, sir. But the funniest part, Elliot, is we've been obsessed with this app. You know, having money on the games make for more fun. You can do anything and everything. Parlays, props, teasers, parlays. Again, let me just say that. Live in-game betting. We've done it all with this. And yet the funny thing is, is, is we've really only gotten obsessed with it over the last like six months, five months. And we haven't even gotten to lose our minds during football season. I'm like yeah, out of my it's mind. Gonna be I can't wait, yeah. buddy. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I said, look, there's a preseason game tonight, actually. I wish you I haven't looked at the lines yet. I've been busy, you know, doing the uh doing the whole job thing. But uh <laughs> doing do, it uh, on my work, you know, no biggie. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe tonight will be our first football bet. I feel like we should actually do that. Oh, buddy. I I think uh yeah, betting on preseason. That sounds like, we might be taking it too far, Elliot. Like we well, might... I can't wait. That's really all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. And the beautiful thing about the Park Sportsbook app is it has everything you want to do. It's fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free up to 500 $100. Again, your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the deals. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Elliot, before we get to the Watson stuff, any other takeaways from the last couple of days since we last talked at training camp? Yeah, so Jalen Rager had his best practice of training all camp, right. in my opinion. All right. uh, yeah, I thought it was So after it was getting definite... dressed down, he 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 returned and, and kind of showed something. That's good to hear. Yes. Yeah, so I thought he had his best practice, like I said, and the, like you, and as you just referenced, the fact it came the day after Sirianni ripped into him, I think is good. Like, all right, so we didn't talk about this on the pod. Sirianni absolutely laid in to Jalen Reger on during practice on Wednesday. Uh, it was at the end of a play. He seemed like he wasn't happy with what Reger did, and he just laid into him, you know. So, but I think that that's a good thing. When you look at the Eagles the last few years, but especially last year. They were a sloppy team last year. A lot of dumb mistakes, a lot of penalties, a lot of avoidable things. And I think part of that is Doug was kind of an easygoing coach. You didn't really see Doug ever lay into people. And I think they need a little tough love. And I think they need somebody to come in and really get on them about these small things. So uh, the fact that I couldn't even see what Rager did and he got mad at him, I think is actually a good thing because it shows he's paying attention to the details and he's forcing those things. 
And I think that's a real positive for Sirianni. And the fact that Rager came back the next day and had his best practice is a great sign, too. He had what I kid you not is maybe the best catch I've ever seen at a training camp Whoa, since I started covering. Oh, buddy. One on one on one drill against Darius Slay. And, you know, he was just kind of owning Slay, to be honest, in this drill. He beat him, got to the corner. Slay still had pretty decent coverage. He caught up. Good pass from Jalen Hurts. Now it was a one-on-one, so it didn't count as a touchdown in my in my stat sheet. But Reger held on to it with one hand in the corner of the end zone and kept his feet inbound. It was it was kind of similar to the Odell catch, only only in the back of the end zone. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. So he had that great play, and then later on in in uh, in uh, team drills, he got open down the right side of the field. He had about a step on Steven Nelson. And unfortunately for for Reger, Nelson caught up and got in at the last second and broke it up. Uh, but he just had a really good day. It, you know, there's as I've said often on this pod, the way Reger gets the ball most times is manufactured screen plays, you know, bubbles, all those things. Um, and he just got open today. You could really see kind of some improvements he's made as a route runner. So I, I was very impressed with Reger. Yeah, I mean that's huge. And and to your point, talking about Sirianni, I think that was. You know, one of the the question marks about Sirianni coming in is this fun-loving, you know, seems so happy to be here and the aw shucks and the hairy high school, like all the stuff that people said. I think one of the concerns that was born out of that is, is is this guy going to be able to, to, to give it to players when he needs to? Is this guy going to have that tough love? Is it one of the tools in his toolbox, so to speak, and, and hearing that, that that happened and then how Rager responded I think is is phenomenal. You know, that's that's something that I think answers a question that a lot of people had. And I know personally, we talk a lot about uh, you know Nick and the way he goes about his business. And one of my favorite things that that I've brought up on this pod before, because it's something he's harped on, is the idea of of coaching to the player, right? Like, what does mm. this player not just do well, but also how does this player respond? Like. I know that I'm someone, if you yell at me, I shut down. Like, I'm not going to do well for you, but if you tell me I'm, I'm the best employee you ever had, I will die for you. Like, I will literally go to war for you. Like, so I'm an attaboy person. I respond that way. So, like, maybe Jalen Rager is the kind of person who needs a little kick in the kick in the butt, you know, needs that kind yeah. of tough love because there are people who are the opposite of me. There are a lot of people who will only respond when they get that toughness, get that kind of hard edge to it. So I think it's about, I like to see that. I like to see that that Nick acted that way and that Rager's respond. That tells me that maybe he's already got a feel for what Rager needs and that that type of coaching can work with other players too. I, I, I think the whole thing, at least for me, is, is a positive. So he talked about, Sirianni talked about it uh, before practice on Thursday, and he said that, you know, he went and he talked to the whole receiver group after practice and he said, look, as someone that's coach receiver, that's played receiver, having a head coach that's a rece- that was a former receiver and coach position makes it tougher on you guys. Like he 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 recognizes all the little things he looks for. Him. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. So I think he handled the situation very well, just flat out. So I think that overall it was a good sign from Sirianni. I have another camp observation before we get into Watson. Though, yeah, later on. Quick. Boston Scott, I think, is going to be a big part of this offense. Miles Sanders is not having a good camp. He's dropping the ball. He had the fumble, as I talked about. Boston Scott, if you just dropped down and didn't know anything about Miles Sanders or Boston Scott, you would be like, oh, Boston's the the number one running back, right? Wow. Like, that's the one. Wow. Like, he's touching. He, it feels like he's way more involved in the offense. The touches are basically 50-50. 
And look, Boston Scott does not drop the football. In his career, he has, I think his drop percentage is 1.5%. Miles Sanders is almost nine. It's like 8.6 or 8.7. And Sirianni is going to throw the ball to the running backs a lot. That is going to be a big part of the offense. And I could see a world where he says, I trust Boston Scott more than I trust Miles Sanders. Like, Miles Sanders is more explosive and a better player than Boston Scott. But one thing coaches like is just players they can trust, right? And I think that Scott could end up being that guy for Sirianni. Wow. That is that is something. That is something I think a lot of Eagles fans would not see coming. So um, certainly something to keep an eye on. And look, Miles Sanders, for you know all the talent he has, has disappointed the last two years. Let's be honest. And part of it has been injuries. Part of it has been a lack of consistency. But, like, he's disappointed. He was horrible in the passing game last year. He even admitted yeah. he was horrible in the passing game last year. And in terms of staying on the field and being someone you can count on, I mean, his yards per carry was was higher because he had long runs. Like, he wasn't like an every-down, pound-the-ball kind of back. And I don't know if he'll ever be that, but he certainly wasn't anything close to that last year or really the year before. So um, that's going to be fascinating. That's a really interesting thing to watch. I'm happy you brought it up. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to the Deshaun stuff. As again, overnight, you know, I wake up to, to text from Elliot, like, I, did you see these? <sighs> You know, again, here we go. So some dude, CBS sports guy, Chris something, Trapezo, I believe is how you say it, something like that, tweets out, uh, uh, talks are heating up between the Eagles and Watson and, you know, could be on the finish line. Here, I'll read read the exact tweet. He says, source, talks are heating up between Eagles and Texans on a Deshaun Watson trade. Still some hurdles to get over, but both sides attempting to come to an agreement. Now, since then, uh, multiple people have refuted it. Pro Football Talk, probably the most notable, a little bit after that, tweeted out, sources contrary to report the trade talks between Eagles and Texans for Deshaun Watson are quote-unquote heating up. They are not. Uh, and we have since Mike Fisher uh, confirming Pro Football Talk's reports since, saying that um, nothing is close. How do you read this whole situation? Obviously, you know, we everyone knows how we feel on the Deshaun Watson thing, both that we do not want the Eagles to trade for him, but also that we both think that it is real. The interest is real. The Eagles' interest in Watson is real, that that generally we lean towards when we hear these type of things, that, that they're more true than not. Um, but also, I never heard of this Chris guy. I definitely know pro football talk. You know, how do you read this whole situation from last night? Yeah, so I definitely believe this Chris guy has somebody telling him this and he believes it, right? Now, and I think that probably when this came out, somebody in either team decided they didn't want this out there. And that's why, you know, the the larger outlets now are saying no, right? So I, I, I don't know if Chris will be right or this this reporter Chris will be right or not, but I do believe he had somebody tell him something that he super believes. And, uh, you know, our buddy BLG uh, I think pointed out that he's gotten things right in the past. Yeah. So he I, nailed I, apparently the DeForest Buckner signing or DeForest Buckner trade and uh, signing. He was all over that apparently. Yeah. So I'm not just gonna say you know oh I've never heard of him I don't know and you're not saying that I know. No. But I, I no. Don't no. Think, no. No. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But I think that's been the reaction from a lot of people on Twitter. Is oh, I don't know who this is, so it has to be wrong. Like here's the bottom line. The Eagles are the Eagles are going to try really, really hard to trade for Deshaun Watson once the legal stuff is cleared up. Like once the legal stuff is cleared up, and by that I mean there is a finality to it, right? Like we've had this discussion. I don't want to get back into it, but like the moral question, I believe, within the Eagles has been answered. Like barring more information coming out, 
I believe they are comfortable trading for Deshaun Watson. The the question is the legal part of it and the league part of it, where it's, you know, will he be suspended? Uh, will he, you know, I I don't know what the legal outcomes of his, his charges would be, but like, you know, is he going to whatever? Like once those are settled and just and the Eagles know for a fact that it is over legally and the league will, they know what the league is going to do to him. I believe that at that point, they're going to try extremely hard to trade for Deshaun Watson, and I think there's a good chance they'll get him. Now, one part that is important in this is the no-trade clause. Like, Deshaun has to choose to want to come, but the bottom line is I believe the Eagles are going to try really hard to get him once those questions are answered. Wouldn't it be something if, if Eagles fans' prayers were answered, not by Eagles fans, but by Deshaun Watson saying, I don't want to go there? That would be something. Um and it is a great point. It is something we don't talk about. We always just talk about the Eagles' perspective on this. You are right. Deshaun does have some say in how this plays out. Um, though I think his leverage with the no-trade clause, if he wants to leave Houston at all, is certainly diminished by the fact that, you know, this whole situation. At this point, I'm sure he just wants to go to whoever will take him at this point. Um, but um, I, I think everything you said is is dead on. I, I think the Eagles are absolutely in on this. And I want to take it a step further just in terms of, like, the reaction to this because, like, it's getting pretty annoying to me at least. Like, look, I've said many times I don't want Deshaun Watson on the Eagles. I don't want them to trade for him. Uh, even if Jalen Hurts weren't here, if Joe Flacco were the starting quarterback, I wouldn't want them to trade for Deshaun Watson. Like, sports are supposed to be fun. This isn't fun. I just don't want it. I don't want it. I don't care how good he is. Like, I don't want this. Like, personally. That's how I personally feel. Mm -hmm. But I'm getting tired of, of, like, everyone saying to, like, whether it's WIP or, or whatever it is, like, why are you even talking about this? Why is this even a question? Why are you putting out, like, like we're talking about it because it's real. And it's news. Like, yeah. we're not the ones putting out reports. We're not saying, oh, oh, oh Eagles might. It's everybody else. Like, and, and I'm sorry. I don't want him here either. Prepare yourself. There's a good chance that at some point down the road here, Deshaun Watson's a Philadelphia Eagle. Like, it's potentially going to happen. And it is certainly news. It is certainly worth talking about. I mean, it's. It's the biggest question surrounding this team right now. Without question. The biggest question surrounding the team is whether or not they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. And to circle back to how we started the pod, and I, I feel like we have to say it all the time, but I'll say it again. Like, I don't want them to trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't believe they should do it. I wouldn't take him for free. I don't believe that's a path they should go down. But if I'm Howie Roseman, and I don't know about Nick Sirianni, but if I'm Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, and I'm watching these practices, I'm saying to myself, you know, Maybe we really do need Deshaun Watson. And again, I wouldn't do it, but if they've decided they're comfortable with, with acquiring him, I don't believe what they're seeing from the offense is making them say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do it. Now, in the regular season, things could change. Like, if this legal situation does stretch out, if he's not moved before week one, the Eagles start and you know good and, and Jalen Hurts is playing well, that could change their mind. I do believe there's a chance that if they get four or five weeks into the season and he looks good, they could say, you know what, like, okay, right? But but because I, I don't believe the offense is playing well, I, I do I do think like they probably leave practices and say to themselves, you know, we 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 need the offense to be better. How can we make that happen? And right now, Deshaun Watson, you know, from a Football standpoint is an attractive option for them. I wouldn't do it for all the reasons, but I could see watching practice if I'm the Eagles saying, all right, let's get the deal done. Yeah, and again, on a macro sense, uh, you know, 
again, like Elliot said, we keep saying it, like, I don't want him here, but I'm also not oblivious to the fact that it's real. Like, this is not BS. This is not made up. Like, the Eagles want Deshaun Watson, whether they're willing to give up what it takes to get him, whether they're willing to do it now with the legal stuff hanging over, all that stuff, I don't know. But they're in on it. Like, there is way too much, way too many people who know what they're doing and know what they're talking about who have said so. Like, like it or not, the Eagles are in on it. Like, they are one of the teams that could trade for Deshaun Watson. We need to accept that. It doesn't mean we need to be cool with it. I'm not. But we need to, like, when people talk about it, when it's a topic of conversation, don't just shoot it down because it's like, I don't want to talk about that or I don't want it to be real. It's real, sadly. Like, it just is. And, and we need to talk about it, for better or worse. And I and I would say that if you're listening to this pod, you're an Eagles fan, and you don't want them to trade for Deshaun Watson, like, the conversation is not, it's fake news. The conversation is like, you know, let the team know. I don't, actually, yeah. I don't know about what, but, but no, regardless. I, I think you're more right about that. The point is, is like, don't get mad at the people talking about Deshaun Watson potentially coming here. Get mad at the Eagles for wanting Deshaun Watson. Because that's right. what it is. Yeah, that's what Again, yeah. we just said we don't want him. I don't know how to make it more clear. I do not want Deshaun Watson on the Eagles. Desperately. Like, to my core, in my soul, I don't want him here. But guess what? He might be here. It's what it is. You know? Yeah. A- and it's real. So, I think at this point, it's just a question of, like, when will the legal stuff with Deshaun clear up? And when that does... We'll see how many teams get in on them. Now, the Carson Wentz injury thing, I'll be interested to see how that impacts their chances because if you're the Eagles, or sorry, if you're the Texans, maybe now you're saying that pick's not attract, as attractive. But we'll see what teams are in on them. Like, from all accounts, it seems like Tua's having a really good camp in Miami, so who knows, right? But I don't see a ton of destinations for them. I mean, Carolina, maybe. I mean, I think, believe Carolina was on his original list of teams yes. he want to go to for some reason, which is – Super weird. Like, who really wants to go play for the Carolina Panthers? But, um, yeah, so we'll see. But to wrap things up, Torrey Smith uh, was at practice today, and he just tweeted six thoughts that I think are all pretty interesting. So you want to end with that? I'll yeah. Read, I'll read yeah. them. I see them as you're, as you're saying them. So go over it. You retweeted them. Right. You, that's how I see them. I did retweet you retweeted them, them yes. for me. Look at you. Eagles camp thoughts. One, I miss the good people around here. So – you know, the Eagles are not some like desolate, dysfunctional organization. Two, I can't wait to watch Jalen Hurts play. We'll see for what team. Three, Quez Watkins, Quez Watkins looks good. I agree. Quez has had a very good camp. Team Quez. Four, J- yeah, Jason Kelsey's my president. I think that's something James would co-sign. I although, was literally about to say mine too. So yeah, although I think you would vote Brandon, but yeah, yes, Jason the, I think would be uh, yes. Yeah. They're my two faves. Them and Nick. Um, my three faves all time. Jason Kelsey, Nick Foles, Brandon Graham. I love those guys. They're amazing human beings. Number five, Zach Ertz, Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham are still killing folks. I agree. I think Ertz has had a fantastic camp. It's a little harder to see with Fletcher and Brandon, but I think Ertz is having a great camp. Number six, I'm proud of Greg Ward. You know, I'm, I guess that's a nice nice sentiment, considering when Tory was here, Greg was still kind of like learning the position. So some good observations from Tory. From a day eight of Eagles training camp. I love it. Look at you giving Tori uh Tori Smith the, the hammer spot. I give him a little shout That's out. Good work yeah. for you. All right, you got any final thoughts, bud? 
No, that's it. Oh, Eagles are off on it out. Uh, Friday. I'm excited to have a day off as much as I love camp. I'm excited to take a day and, you know, soak in everything we've seen. So uh should be good. And then, yo, we're back on Saturday. Yo, we are. I love it. Awesome. Uh, Saturday, we're back. Check us out. One to three on WIP. Um, bringing a fire topic because we're just going to do Can't it. Can't wait. You know? And I'm, we're coming right off of uh, – I'll be coming right off the practice field. Oh, what a beautiful thing. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful day on Saturday. Check us out then. Uh, Until then, check out the pods in the feed. Of course, we'll be back next week with all new pod. I didn't know what I was going to say. there. It's going to be like, all, and then I was like, you know what? I don't (laughs) even know what to say here. So we'll be back. Elliot, James, we'll talk to you guys soon.